0: Oh snap, it's that time again. Ricky and JC are about to tear it up for you HR peeps. So go grab a Hot Pocket, a Mountain Dew, and your mask, because this show is about to be off the hook.
1: Welcome back to another amazing episode of HR Talk, featuring Ricky Vias and JC. They're really great guys, but sometimes they're about as funny as a fault in a fan factory. Try to enjoy the show.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, get on board the train. It's about to stop in Central Florida at the A1A Beachfront Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm JC, back with HR Talk and the captain of the ship, the star of the show, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that you see on Instagram constantly all week long. His face is playing golf. But his words are saying we'd take no sponsors. Please welcome the new production manager of the show today, the new producer of the program today, the new editor of the program today, the star of the show, the Ricky Bias. All right. Thank you.
3: Wow. what a What an intro, JC. I really do appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. No, no, thank you. No, please stop. Please, no, that's enough. Thank you, everybody.
1: All right, wow, wow, okay, <laughs> this is pretty good.
3: All right, calm down, everybody. That, calm down, man. calm down, calm down, calm down. What's up, you're JC? I ain't doing that. Yes, I am.
2: No, I'm just no, no, not that you're doing it, you're enjoying it at the same time. Of course, time, I'm right? enjoying it. Why wouldn't I enjoy that?
3: That's actually pretty cool. How you been, bro?
2: Hey, I've been doing pretty good. A lot of people are really enamored this week by the uh, high level of outreach and everything that's been taking place on social media from the HR Talk (laughs) Podcast. I want to commend you. You know, it was, ladies and gentlemen, it was only a couple short weeks ago uh, when I got the call from Rick and he said straight out, he's like, look, there's this young lady who is currently wrapping up college and uh, she, she was turned away from a casting event or something like that. And you gave her a second opportunity. This is great. She's been fantastic (laughs) on social media. Uh, Rick, if you could please elaborate.
3: Well, I mean, we do have a new intern, and this new intern really has a knack for social media. And really, I consider her the expert in social media. And we essentially gave her the keys to the car. And she has been running all over the place, putting us all over the map. And even she's bilingual, so she's international. She has a lot of good... uh, a good reach in multiple languages, which I found very interesting. And we're getting a lot of feedback on it. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely good. You know, um, at first it was hard. It was hard for me, Rick. Why? You know, I, I thought we were like at the same level. Uh, but when, when all the press went out and it was very clear that you are the star of the show and I'm just the voice. Well, well that, that <laughs> changed the scope of things.
3: Well, no, you know? it shouldn't. So that's fine. It's no, good. No, I got to have a conversation you are the with brains. her. Well, I got to have a conversation with her, right? But you're because... the
2: brains of the uh, of the, the triad. We like, all... you're in charge.
3: <sighs> we, we, we we run this, bro. You know that. You bring a different flair. I bring a different flair. I'm just flare. a consigliere,
2: apparently. Exactly. Like, you exactly. are, like, the Don. No, you I'm
3: not. I don't want to be the Don. I don't want to be seen as the Don. And for all the other families <laughs> listening to the show, I am not part of this Costa Nostra, so please leave me alone. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, okay, Stacy, you're in trouble now.
2: <laughs> no, but dude, we yes. We, the, hmm? Okay, I have to ask you this, though. In some of the postings, she was talking about how you were giving medical advice to her and her boyfriend, Carlos about using natural oils or something instead of, like, synthetics?
3: I think she's having a hard time translating uh, and turning things into Spanish because none of that. None of that came out from me.
2: I never said and then anything. something like about it. like returning an ointment to you no, that doctors, that? the Jesus gave you. It's been a
3: heck of a week, JC, and there's okay. a lot of things going on, and that is not one of them. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't, don't want to know, know either. I don't want to okay. know either. That's weird. Social
2: media's been good. It's good so, enough for me. We'll leave it at that. That's social fine. That's crazy. That's fine.
3: But dude, we um, so yeah, we have had a lot of traction, and we have a special guest today who's going to help out behind the scenes. JC,
2: were you aware? Uh, is it the crew from Sherm Long Island?
3: It is not the crew from Sherm Long Island, but we should talk about the crew from Sherm Long Island. Um, the, our intern has been in very good contact with them, and they actually have an event coming up, don't they? So Sherm Long Island 2020 Virtual 29th Annual Conference and Exhibition Showcase Wednesday, August 19th, from 8:30 a.m. till 2:45 p.m. Um, If you want more information, just go ahead and find uh, find them on Instagram at ShermLongIsland.com. They've been following us on on Instagram, asking us what does all this mean, all the Spanish talk, and uh, that's how we started having that conversation. So shout out to Sherm Long Island, August 19th, their event is
2: happening. Hey, talking about two other things that uh, you got cooking before you bring our special guest in today. Mm -hmm. uh, Tracy Spannenberg put some information out about a technology conference that's coming up uh, pretty soon. I'm not sure if you've got that info available or not. Uh, Some real great stuff. There were questions that were going around on the Twitterverse like, hey, you're in human resources. People are in IT. What could we do better as HR uh, in the modern environment? And some of the answers that were out there were like, you know, I don't know, uh, stop using AOL disks or like dust off your computer or did you try turning the mouse on, you know? And then (laughs) and then I think the intern chimed in and said, like, people should have a foothold in IT and speak that language a little bit, too, which was kind of like impactful. You know, so this this upcoming HR tech conference kind of kind of a real big thing and i think it's free right yes it is so this is um so if
3: if you go to tracy spawn at t r a c i e s p o n on twitter you can see where she put um some information about the hrd tech conference happening free online october 27th through october 30th at www.hrtechconference.com you'll be able to find that information there Wow, several days for free. 3 days, huh?
2: That's that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, dude, that's a lot. Wow, yeah, that that's is a lot. A lot. Right.
3: So yeah. there's a so you you're starting to see a trend with all these conferences and they're still going just very virtual. Uh so yeah, this uh this whole conference thing and this live thing is really being put to the test on how flexible they need to be. They really are, right? So that is JC got the weirdest face. I really wish we were doing video. for all those faces you make but anyway yes that is happening later on this year um so check those out but jc we do have a returning executive producer intern her name want to guess her name you don't want to guess her name at all
2: hang on a second is it senior executive lucy Uh,
3: wait a minute didn't she get promoted
2: I thought she A while ago, yeah, that's why she oh. walked away.
3: Yeah, so yes, we <laughs> so we brought her back, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, we have on the show today, live with us, the new old intern, senior, newly promoted executive, Lucy. There we go, Lucy. How are you?
4: Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great,
3: Lucy. Doing great. Hold on, wait. Where is the clap? Where is everybody? There we go. Got it.
2: Look, they love you, Lucy.
4: Thank
3: you. They thank love you.
2: you. They love you. You're sitting here, you're asking where the clap is, and you're the one with the ointment from Dr. De Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, ew. <laughs> that is disgusting. Whatever, dude. Anyway. Tell me about it. Anyway. The things you learn on Instagram. Lucy, how you been?
4: Good. Good. How are you guys?
2: Doing good. Hang it in there. Hang in there. Why, why are we all here, Rick? What are you doing today? You have a plan for the show today that you haven't shared with either of us. I really I'm, Lucy, I'm sure that you're curious what's going on, right? Yes, definitely.
3: Well, yes, I do, have, I do want to talk about a few topics that's been on the HR spectrum these past couple of weeks. And what's, one of the things that I do want to talk about, JC and I, we've, we're really big in making sure that organizations are doing the right thing. Organizations are treating employees fairly, and they have the policies in place to help associates in case they have any issues. But in the past three weeks, I don't know if you guys have seen what's been happening to the Ellen DeGeneres show that she looks actually not that she looks but she comes across as a sweet caring person i'm not saying she really isn't that way but she's this sweet caring person live on tv but all these allegations are coming out that is a toxic work environment that there's some sexual harassment going on and some just 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 some tension and i wanted to talk about that because we live in a in a cancel culture world where just the mere appearance of any of those things happening without due process or investigation, people get canceled, people get fired, and this is one of those instances, right? That we, the court of public opinion, kinda takes precedence. Have you guys heard of that story? No, well, least, you have not, Mm-mm. Lucy. Really? Wow. I guess I'm the only one,
2: <laughs> right? So, so yeah. So for the past, do two, you we- watch? Do you watch the Ellen DeGeneres all the time?
3: I do not watch Ellen DeGeneres, but I do know of her and the show. I've watched some clips every now and then on all the uh, funny stuff that she does. I about her on TikTok.
2: What uh, happened some, in TikTok? Some sort of weird connections to Epstein or something. Is that what you're trying to get into? No. Really? I didn't know I that. I have no idea. Just, I don't know. It's TikTok. Nothing's true there.
3: You brought it up. I <laughs> mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> Is it the thing about TikTok with her and Epstein? What's that about? I have no idea. Okay, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. No, I didn't say a word. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. We like you. Yeah, don't do that. Next thing you know, it's just Juice, it, Lucy and I are doing the show. <laughs> there you go. So no, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's we Ellen. The Ellen Show has really been uh, Drugged through the mud. Now I don't know if any of these things are true or not, but there's one story in particular that I really want to uh, 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 talk about. A couple of days ago, there was a uh, um. A uh, snippet that came out of Inside Edition, and let me just let me just bring it up to you guys right now. Give me one second. Hold on,
2: Lucy. There it is. He was watching Inside Edition. He saw this, and he's like, "I gotta talk with Lucy about this."
3: That's exactly <laughs> what, it what it is, right? All
2: right, here we go. It's Lucy, are you, are, you, are, you, are you a fan of Ellen?
4: I mean, I may I may have seen a show or two, but no, I'm not necessarily a fan. Gotcha.
2: All right, here we go.
0: It may be the most outrageous allegation about Ellen yet. This former waitress claims after she served the talk show host Sunday brunch, Ellen sent an email to her boss complaining about, of all things, her nail polish being chipped. As the waitress tells Jim Murray, she still can't believe it.
1: This former waitress claims she was threatened with a two-week suspension after Ellen DeGeneres complained about, of all things, her chipped fingernail polish.
5: I remember just being like really
1: chris ferris says it happened when ellen and portia de rossi had sunday brunch at the high-end vegan restaurant in west hollywood where she was waiting tables but a week later
5: ferris says her boss got an email from the talk show queen they're like we have to talk to you she emailed the owner of the restaurant and complained about your chip nail polish what and i was like what
1: ferris says in a bid to placate the high profile celebrity her boss hit her with a two-week suspension at no pay. She got so upset, she quit.
5: They were going to suspend me if I hadn't quit for the two weeks.
1: What would you say to Ellen?
5: I would say what is happening in your life, that you are not already busy with the bountiful grace that's happening to your wealth, your influence. Why do you have the time to mess with someone who was just serving you?
1: Do you look at Ellen differently now because of that incident? Oh,
5: absolutely. I mean, before this, I was a huge fan.
1: Like many waitresses in L.A., Farah is also an actress and does stand-up comedy. I don't
5: want to name any names.
1: The waitress's story is just the latest blow for Ellen who faces accusations of turning a blind eye to a toxic work culture at her talk show, despite her public reputation for being kind to people.
5: kind of I felt mostly just sad that Ellen is so rich and powerful and a female comedian would take her time to hurt someone who she probably guesses is somewhat of a starving artist. I have seen some of the celebrities who came out and been like, well, she was never rude to me. And I'd be like, yeah, you're a rich. Powerful celebrity. She wasn't rude to you. I get it. But you aren't someone who's working underneath her.
0: Our calls to Ellen were not returned. The restaurant told us since ownership has changed since the alleged incident, they could not comment. All right. So
3: you guys heard it. So obviously Ellen's, uh, Ellen's name has been in the, in the media for the past two or three weeks. But that story kind of caught my attention, right? Because I, I want to see how that particular story gain popularity amongst everything else happening. So the Ellen Show is being is being accused of creating a hostile work environment, a toxic work environment, and all these things are happening. So what I really want to know, and JC, I'm hoping you can help me with this with your media background and everything you've done in the past. How does a story like this about a chipped toenail gets involved with Inside Edition, all these other media powerhouses to kind of pile on, on the other serious allegation that's happening on on the on the Ellen show, how does a story like that just get involved?
2: What do you mean? How's a story like that get involved? She's trying to get someone fired because they have chip nails. Is that right? No, no, correct, correct. But that what is that's that has news?
3: Yeah, but that doesn't have to do anything with the toxic environment happening on the show. Now, yes, it is relevant, right? But how does that story get shuffled in? Who goes? I out just went to story? buy
2: a bagel, and your employee Larry has long, <laughs> long nostril hair. Mm-hmm. You need to fire him. Of course that's going to be news. Yeah. Of course that's going to be, I, I don't know. No. How does it all get mixed together? It gets mixed together in the toxic soup of everything that is media nowadays, right? I mean, it's the regurgitation of cool. There was a frontline documentary going back into the early 2000s about this one, about what's cool now, and then you resell it back to the bottom mm-hmm. list, and then it gets resold back into the media cycle as to everything that is supposed to be cool. And it's kind of the same thing when we're, uh, heading down the path of toxicity as well if there's something bad that's happened and there's another bad thing that's happened it's just going to continue to pile up and go from there
3: well that's the problem with the media right so 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 that's what i'm trying so, to to bring out
2: now one thing i did find while you were playing that clip according to the sun and we all know the sun thesun.co.uk right oh not the, the shows sun, now though. under investigation amid numerous claims of sexual harassment by executive producers mm by producers and a toxic workplace culture by those executive producers. And Ellen was discouraged from addressing the allegations while the investigation is underway. But she sent a letter to the staff and admitted that she'd take responsibility as her name was uh, at the top of the list. And uh, wow.
3: Yeah, there's a lot going on, man. No, it is. It is. And 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 I really wanted to talk about this topic because it really brings into into the forefront how important sexual harassment investigations are in a workplace. But even even above and beyond what needs to happen in a workplace investigation, the policies, the policies and procedures that need to be in place to prevent an investigation to be conducted in the first place. So I don't know anything about the entertainment industry, but I do know that – or at least, I'm sorry, I can assume that in the entertainment industry, there's a higher risk of you losing your job if you sleaze the wrong way, right? Just because how lucrative that, that industry is. But at the same time, the laws do apply to them. But, you know, with social media, the way things are today, I don't know if it's fair to have all these things being drugged through the mud in social media until we go ahead and just get to see both sides of the story,
2: Okay, so going back to July 22nd, mm-hmm. uh, finally coming forward, Ellen's uh, disgruntled staffers uh, love explosion story about toxic work environment uh, on the show talk set. And uh, July 22nd, the news is breaking and going out. This is this is many, many weeks. This is so long ago yeah. as of right now, where the staffers are coming forward and making the claims that they did live in a toxic work environment. Uh, they've been they've been calling and texting each other about the story, according to sources at Us Weekly and many in between. Following uh, reports, more staffers are now finally getting the confidence to speak up. Mm-hmm. And one production insider has alleged that they're loving that the truth, which has been an open secret for years in the industry, is finally receiving more interest. There it is.
3: So so there's the key right there. Right. It's been a secret in the industry for years. So this whole Me Too movement started with the whole um, uh, not Jeffrey Epstein. Who's the other guy? Weinstein. Weinstein, right?
1: Harvey. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, so Epstein didn't kill himself. No, I know. I,
3: yeah, that I know, right? But the whole Harvey, the whole Harvey thing, right? The whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Um, yeah, Weinstein, that's who it is, sorry. Yeah, so that kind of kicked everything off, right? And then all these other things started coming out. The thing with Terry Crews, the thing with all these other stars bringing up all these allegations that that, that has been plaguing that industry for such a long time. Look, it's 2020, and we're still post Me Too era. These things are still happening. The problem with this, SJC, is that because it is out there in the forefront – there, it's, there isn't enough time or it doesn't create a, an environment where HR or a law firm, for that matter, can really conduct fair and impartial investigation to come to the truth. That's the problem with that. So in this case, I don't know if I believe all these allegations just yet until I see that investigation. Now, with Harvey, with him, I've seen him in the past. He does look like a creep, so I kind of believe that. Ellen doesn't look like a creep, but it doesn't it's mean she's true. not capable.
2: So you're you're basing judgment off the way someone looks?
3: No, uh, do you? We all do. We all do. I do yeah, 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 you I do. Don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Don't say you don't. We're human beings, I JC. No, we're not. human beings. We all have prejudices. We're beings. We all have not beings.
2: <laughs> we are not like string beans. No, we're not. Refried be-ings. beans. Beings. Beings.
3: We're being right. human. We all have stereotypes. We all have prejudices. But, yeah, but I mean, even then, I... I do think so. What, so, what's, what's your point court. here? The point I'm trying to make is is that this cancel culture, it's I don't know what's going to get it to stop. So, I got two points to make with this one. The cancel culture, it's not. It's I don't know how that's going to stop unless we actually step in, and we, meaning public, actually step in and just stop paying attention to all these centralized, all these news that are being centralised by the media. And that's why I brought up that first topic or that. That first point, as far as how how is that chipped nail, into wine or it's gets involved with all these things going on with Ellen uh, outside of maybe Inside Edition going out digging for other things to make this shit look worse. So my beef here is with the media. My beef here is also as well with um the 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 lack of policies in that industry, because if they had proper HR policies where managers and associates for that matter knew how they work, they had avenues that they can take to report inappropriate behavior and they get investigated before it hits the media at large. That's my beef with that. So I don't know what's happening with that one. I know she issued an apology and I don't know if you've guys heard the apology and it's, it's, it looks a little bit weird.
2: Go ahead. Wait, Rick, um, we didn't even hear the real, you know, the initial story till today. So, no, we haven't heard the apology. Well, I don't Are know. You
3: maybe you've heard <laughs> that. No. So, all right,
0: here we go. I'm going to play it right now. One second. Always wanted to be the voice for people who felt like they didn't have a voice because I know what that feels like. And maybe you don't agree with how it's coming out. But you have to understand it. And then we can heal it. I just. I'm just so sorry that it's come to this. I really don't know what to say other than. This has gone on way, 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 way too long. People have gotten away with murder. And. That's what's happening. So we've Murder? got to see fairness and we've got to see justice for all. It's weird, right? Because right now this is not a fair world. Not true. at all. I don't know if it will ever be completely fair, but we we have a long way to go to even get close to being fair. And if you don't understand this, then you have never felt like you weren't heard
3: or you weren't equal. Alright, I'll stop her right there because she just goes on rambling. Um that <laughs> that was the weirdest apology, right? But she did put that on Facebook Live. But to me, it's murder.
2: Really, murder. She's right? talking about murder.
3: <laughs> well, she's What just,
2: what is happening to our program and what is this segment? Oh this is killing me.
3: Really, dude? Really?
2: No, just, I'm I'm just, joking. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: thank you. No, just
2: but I do have something to springboard off it When you're ready yeah? When you and Lucy get done talking about this one here, yeah,
3: yeah Lucy you need to calm down Because you're saying way too much right now What do you think about
4: this? It, you know I I have no thoughts I don't even know what she was apologizing for Quite frankly it's like you said she was rambling Yeah you know
3: but The thing is is that She, she throws that heartfelt apology I guess you know she has tears in her eyes She put that on Facebook live And um what well, she's talking about, people getting away with murder. I mean, I guess she she's making the connection that you know people can just say things like this. No, not murder. People keep saying things like this. That's her word, though, murder. not ours. I she know. used the word
2: murder, Rick.
3: Okay, but I'm trying to decipher what she's trying to say oh. in her emotionless. Sorry, just call me the Ellen DeGeneres translator. There you go. <laughs> Here's what she meant. <laughs> no, but I mean it, it's a, yeah, so the the connection she's trying to make is is that I guess if what she's saying is true that people can just go out there tell lies, slander and libel, get away with it, your name gets dragged through the mud and then next thing you know, there's no consequences for that. But then again, I don't know who to believe, right? Because we don't know if she really does have a toxic environment and she knows how to hide it. And it really is that toxic. And just a lot of people know how powerful she is and how executives are powerful and they don't do anything with it.
2: Go ahead, JC. Yeah, I'm going to bite. So so you've got cross sections of individuals taking advantage of regulation and policy or lack thereof within organizations so that if there is an environment that is toxic or and is not toxic, they're playing within the rules of the sandbox of which they live, right? So if those rules aren't well-defined, or if they even are well-defined, but they take the time to interpret them in a way that's advantageous for them, they could then spin that any which way they want. So, uh, For instance, maybe, uh, you know, you're you're out due to the coronavirus pandemic situation, and now they've let you go in a very convenient and interesting way where there's no even, um, you don't even have, Cobra options at the end of the day.
3: Well, correct. You don't. And I like that transition. But define advantageous because you could have executives that say, you know what? It would be advantageous for us to not let this allegation get out into the public. So we're going to sweep it under the rug and get it le- the least right as possible.
2: Well, exactly. Yeah. And then they, they they're taking advantage of that situation. Correct. Let it be for their uh, for their gain, whatever their feel, their gain is at that time.
3: But well, that's the problem there, right? And then
2: Absolutely other is. things happen. And, and to, that, mm-hmm. to that, you know, uh, there has been uh, – Department of Commerce has issued a petition to the FCC to clarify Section 230 of the Communications De- uh, Decency Act um, as for online censorship executive orders. Now, mm-hmm. on May 28th, in summation, the executive order ascertains that social media is the modern, quote, public square, end quote. As such, right. they would lose their protections from being liable for what users post if they use – their power over a vital means of communication to engage in deceptive or pretextual actions stifling free and open debate by censoring certain viewpoints specifically it was by clarifying section 230c of the communications decency act which offered immunity from liability for social media platforms from what their users posted now under the executive order it serves its true purpose to protect those engaging in good samaritan blocking of harmful go. content this is content that is obscene lewd lascivious filthy excessively violent harassing or otherwise objectionable so with this being signed into effect and the further you know uh, section 230 of this being being dissected right now the words that you really got to drill in on especially in this scenario that you're presenting today is the harassing or otherwise objectionable mm-hmm. and otherwise objectionable. It's kind of like uh, other duties as a sign, right? <laughs> no, so whatever the flavor not. of the month is, right? <laughs> so if the flavor of the month is, yes, we're going to cancel Ellen. Mm-hmm. Is it objectionable? No, because everyone's in agreement that they're going to cancel Ellen. You, you, so then they're allowed to cancel it.
3: Well, yeah, because if you got millions, or of does people- it
2: violate the spirit and intent of Section 230C of the Communications Decency Act and put people in a position where if they begin to stifle and silence Ellen in her apologies or whatever the case may be, even though she has the accusations of wrongful doing against her for toxic work environment, sexual harassment, and all these other things taking place, while the investigation's taking place, should she be silenced? Should she not be silenced? What do you think?
3: She should not be silenced because if her accusers are not being silenced, then she should not be silenced. She should have the same opportunity and platform to respond to these allegations, whether we believe her or not. That's and I agree. Us, Right,
2: I I agree, and I think that's what the FCC petition uh, that that petition clarifying Section two hundred and thirty of the uh, Communications Decency Act is going to help reinforce.
3: It's la- is is slander and libel in there mentioned at all?
2: Uh. So here, in summation, executive order ascertains that social media is the modern, quote, public square. As such, they would lose their protections from being liable for what users post. So the social media entity, Facebook, for instance, Facebook, for instance, or Tiki Toki, whatever you want to call it. Right? I got you. I got you. They lose their protections from being liable for what users post. If they use their power over a vital means of communication to engage mm-hmm. in deceptive or pretextual actions stifling free and open debate by censoring certain viewpoints Mm -hmm. so if the social media platform were to take the stance that they want to silence ellen while they let the accusers speak Mm -hmm. they would be found liable they would
3: that's 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 how i'm understanding it but now they're saying because i'm trying to understand what you're reading there because in 2011 they did come down with an opinion letter as far as how social media should be treated when it comes to protected concerted activity, which that falls under the NLRA, the National Labor Relations Board. Where back in uh, Act, excuse me, where back in the day, uh, managers and business owners would discipline people for speaking out, for airing out grievances. So then, fast forward to 2010, 2011, in the in the in the uh, a rise of social media, employees were doing the same thing on social media and they were being fired left or right. And then I believe it was the NLRA or the Department of Labor put out an opinion letter, an opinion letter stating that um, if you post any of those things on social media, regardless of the name you mentioned with the organization, it still has protections in the uh, um, uh, concerted protected activity. Meaning, if I say my my employer sucks, I hate my boss, I don't have tools, I don't get paid appropriately, they can all go to hell, that's protected.
2: All right, here's your July 27th actual NTIA.gov file. Hold uh, this up. And here's the – do you want the statement of interest or the summary of argument? Summary Which of argument. Want? Freedom of expression defends all of our other freedoms. Only in a society that protects free expression can citizens criticize their leaders – without fear, check their excesses, and expose their abuses. As Ben Franklin stated, whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing freeness of speech. Mm -hmm. However, social media and its growing dominance present troubling questions on how to preserve First Amendment ideals and promote diversity of voices in a modern communications technology. Social media's power stems in part from the legal immunities granted by the Communications Decency Act of 1996. Congress passed the statute in the beginning of the Internet age with the goal of creating a safe Internet for children. It did so by protecting children from pornography and providing incentives for platforms Mm. to remove harmful content. While the Supreme Court struck down provisions limiting pornography Section 230, Section 230, remain. Section 230 is the legislative response to a New York State case, Stratton Oakmont Incorporated versus Prodigy Services Company. In this case, the court extended tort liability to internet bulletin boards and ruled that defendant Prodigy Services Company would be liable for the entire content of their platform if they engaged in editing and moderation to remove distasteful content. Congress intended Section 230 to offer platforms immunity from liability under certain circumstances, namely to encourage platforms to moderate specific types of material, mostly that are sexual or inappropriate to minors. It's vital to remember, however, that Congress in Section 230 also had the express purpose of ensuring that the Internet and other Internet platforms offer a forum For true diversity of political discourse, unique opportunities for cultural development, and a myriad of avenues for intellectual activity. Times? Times have changed. And the liability rules appropriate in 1996 may no longer further Congress's purpose, that Section 230 further, a true diversity of political disclosure... Stands true. A handful of large social media platforms delivering varied types of content over high-speed internet have replaced the sprawly world of dial-up internet service providers and countless bulletin boards posting static postings. So further, with artificial intelligence and automated methods of text textual analysis to flag harmful content now available, unlike the time of Stratton Oakmont Incorporated, platforms no longer need to manually review each individual post, but they can review at much lower cost, millions of posts at one time. Thus, the fundamental assumptions driving early Section 230 interpretation are antiquated and lack force, thus necessitating recalibration of Section 230 protections to accommodate modern platforms and technologies. The recommendation is the FCC should use its authority to clarify ambiguities in Section 230 so as to make its interpretation appropriate to the current Internet marketplace and provide clear guidance to courts, platforms, and users. Um, NTIA urges the FCC to promulgate rules addressing the following points. Clarify the relationship between subsections C1 and C2, lest they be read and applied in a manner that renders C2 superfluous to some courts appearing to be doing. Now, there's also point number two, Ricky, and that is specified that Section 230C1 has no application to any interactive computer services decision agreement or action to restrict access to or availability of material provided by another information content provider or to bar any information content provider from using interactive computer services. There's two more points. Do you want so, them?
3: No, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just just, oh. just, one quick second. Well,
2: you said you wanted me to read it. I really got into it. No, and I you know, were on a good flow there. I could tell. I felt no. like Paul Harvey after a you, bit. <laughs> <good day. laughs>
3: There you go. Farmers and all the things. No, look. Can I
2: keep reading, though? I mean, there's two. Oh, go ahead. Go, go go, ahead. Read. 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 All right. Provide clear guidance to, to courts, platforms, and users on what content falls within immunity, particularly 230C2, otherwise objectionable language and its requirement that all removals be done in good faith. And specify, point number four, they're responsible in whole part or in part for the creation or the development of information in the definition of. Information content provider, according to 47 USC, includes editorial decisions that modify or alter content, including but not limited to substantively contributing to commenting upon editorializing about or presenting with discernible viewpoint content provided by another information content provider. And then number five, mandate disclosure for Internet transparency is <laughs> similar to that required of other Internet companies, such as broadband service providers.
3: Boy,
2: That's you, the argument.
3: You went deep in that hole, huh? You went deep well, down that hole. Well, you wanted me to read hole. the argument. Yeah. I, the
2: summary was like three sentences. Well, I mean, and I don't know to Give me the, I'm the argument. argument. I'm like, That's eight. fine. Oh, <laughs> no, geez, look, Louise. There's also a, a commission should act the free speech Christmas. online portion so, if you want it. No, I'm
3: good. I'm good. I am so tired of this topic right now. I don't even care anymore.
2: I don't, care. I don't care anymore. But free speech is the bedrock of American democracy at the end of the day.
3: It is. But, you know, a long time ago, the Supreme Court said that if you go to a public space, to a public uh, a park, you could stand public out there. Public square. S- public square. You could say whatever you want, and that is your right, right to do. Right? Yep. Are we now seeing that a private entity. So so a public uh area the government cannot interfere in what can and can't be said. But a private company that has nothing to do with the public other than being a customer providing a public service. Providing a public service from a private entity now right, they like have a phone to be specific company. Okay got it. Now they have to provide specific rules and regulations on what can and can't be said in that no. pu- in that private entity.
2: No, no, no. What this is saying is that lift the limiters and stop editing. That's stop what... controlling. Stop canceling. Let people be people on the platform in the space. And even though it's a public provider that is giving you Facebook, right? Facebook's a, a private entity in a public space, rather. Let's see, I'll rephrase let's it that. Let's I own
3: Facebook. Private Go entity ahead. in the
2: public space. And own you own it. Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Well, let's think of it as Bell South. Okay. Bell South owns the phone company Mm -hmm. and you pay to use their services. Mm -hmm. Does Bell South reserve the right to edit your phone conversations while you're talking to Lucy? They don't. That would be weird. No, no,
3: yeah.
2: It really would be weird. You're right. And uh, this definition, this, this retooling of 230 would realign things affording the public space, the public square space. Square space. Ah. <laughs> the host of HR Talk. That's right. It would take that space and make it available to the same provisions and protections that you have in the public square in your local town or at, community.
3: At what point does the government start meddling into my private business? I get it. I get it. Bell South. I don't AT&T. think they do unless
2: your business provides a public square. And then oh. at that point, you have to make the determination as to.
3: Where's that line? You know,
2: are you going to jump in and edit everyone's content?
3: Okay, hold on. Then I'm going to go back do you guys remember years and years ago, Lucy? remembers this? She sent me a friend request for Bebo. Right? Nobody knows what Bebo is right now. There's probably five. She's not people on the line. You don't
2: have to talk to her. No, no, no,
3: she is on the line, right? So, um, yeah. So with um, um Bebo, let's say I I I buy the rights for Bebo, right? And I open it up, and I got five people that share platforms there. The government's gonna come in and tell me what I can and can't edit in that. Space because that's my private company. Now here's the thing: at what you're misinterpreting. No, wait a minute. That's wrong. Hear me out. Hear me out. At one point, does it get large enough? It's not
2: right. No, it's right.
3: No, you're misinterpreting. It's okay. It's all right. Hear me out. No, seriously. If you hear me out, maybe you might understand what I'm trying to say. Give me a second, dude. Look, if we get to that very go ahead to that, you're such an asshole. (laughs) I'm just gonna mute your ass. No, dude, seriously. Um, (laughs) No, but at what point does it get too big where the government has to step in and put in those provisions in place? Where's that line?
2: Between 1996 and 2020 in the argument that I just read. I could go back and reread the three pages, though, if you want me to. No. Okay. No.
3: My question is, where's the line? That's my question. Simple. Don't go back and read it. Please don't. please. That, that's, I don't want to go, go back and take a nap. It's just where is that line that says you are now big enough to be influential and now you have to be careful what you say, how you say, and how you edit on your private format because you are okay. now that much more influential.
2: If in 1996 a message board was deemed a public space, and that they really shouldn't be editing people's content and silencing people and affording them the opportunity to have free speech mm-hmm. and interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And all they're saying is that now it's 2020, and the lines have been blurred, technology advanced, and we really just want to make sure that people continue to have freedom of speech.
3: Hmm. So I get that. I get that my my um, my argument is not that
2: you want to be able to silence people on a platform. No, you want to be Facebook and shut people down. I want to cancel people that oppose (laughs) Ellen.
3: No, that's what you're getting at. No, what I'm saying, I'm more concerned about me as a private business owner, me doing my own thing because I want to. Now, here's the thing. I would never silence people like that and I would never edit people if I own Facebook. But. If I want those same freedoms that I get to do what I want, those people who want to silence other people should have those same freedoms so I can have mine. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Um, if you own Facebook, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Well, no shit.
3: Right? I know that. <laughs> <laughs> this is all for – well, I own people. We would Bevo, actually get paid to podcast. do the podcast,
2: and then it would be like sponsored content, like other podcasts that you can't trust.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Tell me about it. Lucy, you're mighty quiet. What do you think about this?
4: You know what? You both are doing such a great job of you know, sharing your opinions. I, I have no take.
2: Okay. I do have a topic change and a question go, for Lucy go. when you're ready, Rick. Go, go, go. Okay. I alluded to something right at the back end of my, my comment right there, and that was sponsored content, right? So if, if you turn on the radio, I'm sorry, the, the TV, the televisions, right? And it's three in the morning, and on one channel, it's Shark Week. And on the other channel, it's the knife show. And on the other channel, it's an infomercial for like uh, Vita Craze uh, body supplement, something or other. You know instantly, L- Lucy, you know right away which one the infomercial is, right?
3: Like well, right away, you do. I don't know. Maybe a
2: week or something. something you don't, like OK, so my question, though, do you ever get confused between a stereotypical infomercial and a documentary? No. Right. We know the difference, right? Right. Not, yeah.
6: Not
4: these so days, if you okay.
2: tune into a podcast that is not sponsored and they talk about anything under the sun, radical candor, blunt discussions, and then you flip on another show and you just heard them talk about a product like uh, uh, ADP or Workday or something like that for 30 minutes, and then you hear, this program was sponsored by... <laughs> That same company they were just talking about. (laughs) Don't you feel like you just got duped for 30 minutes? Like, I just got suckered into an infomercial. Mm
6: -hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Rick, where where does (laughs) my question over to you now? Uh Now that we have that impactful statement from Lucy (laughs) so that we can move forward. J-J-C, where up. do you stand Wait, what, on sponsored content?
4: Why? I have to address I this. never, you know, I'm oh, sorry. I never said I would have any impactful impactful statements,
1: okay? Have, yeah, no, I don't. That's, it's
3: okay. I'm just wondering, for those of you who can't see what we're seeing, why do you have a paintbrush? You've been holding it for the past five minutes. You have a paintbrush. Yeah, I dust, paintbrush. Why I dust do you? with it.
2: It's my gear duster. Yeah, it's my he BM brush, my preventive it, maintenance brush. Is. Anyone that was in the service knows a good PM brush is is something you need. That
3: is true, yeah. No, so to that question, JC, to that question, um, these days it is getting kind of hard to see – That difference of an infomercial or not, right? Because you got some really clever programming. You got some producing that are really clever. And you don't know until the end of the show. That's when you're like, oh, shit, this is an infomercial. Right.
2: Right. You just got duped for 30, 40 (laughs) minutes. And like, yes, and I'm your host. And we want to thank them for giving us money. It's like, (laughs) you asshole.
3: (laughs) See, we don't do that here. We don't do Yeah, that.
2: no, yeah. you just duped me for how long? Yeah. And now what?
3: <laughs> well, maybe, you know what? And maybe that's how they do it. Maybe they start, if they know that people who watch Shark Week, they are watching that channel at that time. So they start putting some clips about sharks. They start talking about sharks, how Shark Week is coming up. Next thing you know, boom, there's the infomercial. Done. Oh, Over and done with. Speak,
2: speaking of Shark Week, did you hear what the travel channel is doing? No. Yeah, all Shark Week, there's... Everyone's going to, it's all documentaries based around trips to Mexico and Central America. They're calling it shark week. Like they drank the water. It was bad food. You know, it's good.
3: What the hell is going on today? (laughs) Seriously, what the hell is going on today? You're
2: driving the ship, man. We're just going for the ride. No, are you okay? What's your next topic? Are you okay? Are you good? No, I'm not.
3: No, what's going on? What's going on?
2: All that social media presence and push out there about like the sponsored content thing, and, the, and then mentioned you as the start of the show. I emotionally got distraught, you know. But it was a very, it was a powerful message, Rick. Why don't you pull that Instagram picture up real quick so we could di- decipher and dissect what's written on that? Yeah, on. Because there is a one? lot of stuff, Lucy. Have you seen it? No. Is it Ricky's golfing and he's got like a golf oh, club? One. Are you on the Instagrammy? Oh, no, I am no, not.
3: not. Okay. <laughs> nah, she's still she's still in MySpace. Uh Is it the golf one? That's the one? Yeah. All right. HR talk. Real world talk. No sponsors. No dollars, dollar sign. Influence, dollar, dollar sign. Hashtag HR for HR. Hashtag no sponsors. Hashtag radical candor. Hashtag honesty. Hashtag blunt. What? Hashtag funny. Hashtag not your mama's podcast. Hashtag leadership. Hashtag management. Hashtag real talk. Hashtag okay. real
2: people. What the heck is this, bro? I don't know. So let's talk about this. The <laughs> intern puts things out and we have to live with the repercussions Yeah, we do. So okay. so now on the back end of that going out, one, you know, star of the show. It said it in the lower corner there. I think it did, right? Uh, like it said the star of the show, Ricky Bias. No, it
3: says the legendary Ricky Bias. I did not the do legendary it, by the way. Ricky I did Bias. not do That's this.
2: What, yeah, no, I know you didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do it either. So this goes out. And then now we've got people that run other human resource related podcasts in a turf war with us. Anyone that's seen the legend of Ron Burgundy anchorman, you might know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I'm afraid to go to a conference and there'd be other human resource podcast talk show hosts there. And they're going to want to fight us (laughs) because of everything that's happening right now.
3: Well, because they're confused because there's another one with me and I haven't shaved and I, I, I got a beer. And then it says, Camarón que se duerme, no, no, Camarón que se duerme, se lo lleva la corriente. And I'm like, what's what the that heck? Mean? I, exactly What Exactly what I said. Camarón que se duerme, se lo lleva la corriente. So I'm like, wait a minute. This, what's that mean? Is my phone translating this automatically? Because I was not aware of this. It means the shrimp, the shrimp that falls asleep, the current will take him away. That's exactly what that means. <laughs> I'm like, what is what is the intern doing, right? What does I What have, does that even mean? I have no you, idea. The only, wait thing, a
6: second.
3: the only thing I can Could imagine. Can you say it again? All right. In Spanish or in English? No, any. Oh, okay. I, okay. Okay. Camarón que se duerme, se lo lleva la corriente. That sounds like a song, actually. <laughs> Camarón que se duerme, se lo lleva la corriente. There you go. You see? All right, you heard it here first, folks. No, Lucy,
2: so, so when you hear that, what do you interpret? What, what do you think right away when you hear that sentence, that statement? You,
4: you know what? I, no, I, I was still stuck on what the heck are they trying to say. So I – no, I, <laughs> babe, I got nothing. This is
2: us. <laughs> what do you mean, they? This is the All right, interview. and, and what's, what's that translation again? Because I, I don't speak Spanish. Right?
3: The shrimp that falls asleep will be taken away by the current.
2: The shrimp that, that falls, falls asleep, asleep will be taken away. Will be taken current. away, but so don't fall asleep.
3: No, just pay attention. Pay attention to your surroundings. Oh, oh,
2: I mean, that's what oh, so it's it. like a proverb.
3: It, it's I mean, it took this long to figure it out. But yeah, it re, yeah, it really is.
2: It's actually pretty. Well, it made you think
3: to figure out what the hell you got was, a real
2: smart intern.
3: No, it made me think to decipher it. Not really impactful. I want to know what it it means, (laughs) and then it made me think, right?
2: Right, like it was one of those movies, like, uh, what was that one with Nicolas Cage, deciphering America's secrets? What was that one? What was that movie?
3: National Treasure? That
2: one? Yeah. That one got This reminds me of that movie.
3: Nothing like that movie, but okay, I got you. (laughs) No, 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 you know what? Here's another one. You ready? All right, go ahead. No dejes camino viejo por sendero nuevo. I don't know what that means. All right. I don't understand. leave an old road for something new. I don't know what Sendero means. If, if anybody out there knows what Sendero means, let me know. Lucy, can you look at it real quick? Lucy's a whiz at Google Translator. <laughs> she knows Spanish and I know Spanish and we have no idea what this means. <laughs> S-E-N-D-E-R-O.
4: Sendero Nuevo. I
3: don't know.
4: It's, it says Camino Estrecho, a path, a trail. Ah, so don't leave an old path for a new one?
3: (laughs) What the hell is this? I don't know what that means. All right. All right. Here's my favorite. Here's my favorite. Wait, Wait a minute.
2: Why wouldn't you,
3: though? What if the old path is doing exactly what I want it to do?
2: Oh, that's. Hang on a second. I think that one follows up. I read that one. I didn't know what it said, but like there's in the comments something about if you're in HR, don't leave HR. Hold on. There's other people. I have no idea. You know, when you think about it that way, it's not a bad (laughs) piece of uh, advisement. Hang on a second here. If you. okay, if you've dedicated yourself to human resources, Mm -hmm. right. And then now it's been 20 years. You're fed up. You're burnt out. You want to get out of it altogether. You might be more effective still doing something in human resources, maybe just not. At the same company, at the same place, or in the same sector.
3: Or it could send the wrong message, right? What if what you're doing right now is exactly what you want, but you have some internal demons that you're working with, and you're like, I, I, I want something new, something better, but yeah. it's not about the job, and you leave what's working for you just because the new shiny object is there.
2: Ah, uh, the grass greener concept. Yeah. This is a good one, actually. It started it goofy, but it this is. is a good one.
3: It is, actually. Uh, well, yeah, it took Lucy to, to tell us what what C- sendero mean. But thank you. Lucy. Well, it took Harris.
2: both of you to tell me what the entire thing meant. Yeah. So what's the uh, this what were some of right? the comments you're saying on this one?
3: And oh, hold on, oh, dude, they're all in Spanish, man. I do have a hard time with that. Hold they're on all in Spanish. Some of yeah. them. Why is it all in Spanish? Because the intern put it in Spanish. Somebody responded in Spanish. Nudy Nudy said, "De verdad tu crees eso, which means you really believe that. And then the intern goes. En absoluto solo se leía muy bien en un sitio web que encontró nuestro interno. What? <laughs> so what that means is
2: you got to clue me in.
3: Absolutely, only reading really well from the web something that our intern found.
4: It, it just sounded good, basically is what she it was saying. Good, it just sounded good. Much. It good. Okay. It Okay,
3: <laughs> hold on. It keeps going. This, oh God, I wish I would have read these before the show. I really wow. wish I would have read these before the show. Nudie olvídate porque con esa mentalidad no habría camino. Ooh, ooh. She says, forget it because with that type of mentality, there will never be a new road.
2: Oh, so wait a second. <laughs> Hang on, though. Think about that compared to what you were just saying, yeah. where oh. you were just saying sticking to your crap. Okay,
3: no, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you need a new road, yes, definitely do it. But just because a new road is there doesn't necessarily mean you need to jump on it. You gotta take an assessment of how happy you are and why you're looking for happiness.
2: And then what's she saying?
3: Well, she's saying with that mentality there would never be a new road. So that shifts everything. That means if I have that kind of mentality, there will, I would always be looking for that new thing and never be satisfied with what I have right now.
2: Ooh. Lucy, thoughts?
4: No, I agree with that last statement.
2: Lucy, but thoughts.
3: I mean, I, what what is this? Is this
4: like opportunities? What
3: I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to decipher this. Hold on. Do I don't think more. you have
2: to have an Instagram account to read these either. If you, if you go to uh, HR Talk Podcast Instagram, right, Rick?
3: Yeah, HR Instagram, HR Talk Podcast, and you'll see it's the one with I'm by the. Uh... How does she get all these pictures, man? How did the intern know. get all these pictures? Okay, you got I went, me, man. I went to Paris. I, I took sh- a picture by the famous yellow footprint. No, no, that's not the one. I'm at Disney. in This one, I think. Anyway,
4: so so Ricky, what's what's happening here is that the, these are all being posted with no oversight. Is this what you're telling me?
3: That's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I'm telling you. I need okay. have. You literally gave her the
2: keys to the castle.
3: I didn't. I didn't hire her. I was working. I didn't my, hire her either. I, who hired
2: her? I got the story that you hired her after that casting event went wrong.
3: No, what casting event?
2: I don't know. the thing back in
3: June? No. <laughs> something at her. Disney? No, no, no. I did not hire her at all. And actually, I was a little bit out of the loop this past week. I got the I email couldn't...
2: from Susan saying thank you, but no thank you, to come back and do the social media. And then she said that you hired uh, this one.
3: I have no idea what's, what's her going name? on. Stacy, I think Stacey, it is. Or yeah, Stacy, the intern. I don't know what's going on. Okay, know, so what, what else do we have up, up, up there? there. We do I'm, have I'm another one. Enjoying
2: you deciphering yeah. uh, the Spanish and interpreting. That's Lucy's kinda, smiling. She kinda found kinda something.
6: Well,
4: no. <laughs> what did you find,
3: Lucy? Okay. No, right. I didn't now, find anything. I do have this one is interesting. I do have another one. That's a picture of me in Paris Island. I'm standing by the by the famous yellow footsteps, and the <laughs> I got scared for a second. The quote says, "Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game." And then it says, "Ricky Bias." I'm like, hold up. I did not say that. But then if you look close close enough to the picture, you'll see that it says Bay Ruth via Ricky Baez. But all you see is my name <laughs> and Bay Ruth. And I'm like, I've never said that. I don't want to be accused of plagiarism, but right, I'm, right. I'm I'm glad it's there, really, really transparent. That way it's really hard to see at first glance. Thank you, much. Well, yeah, I
2: saw, I saw something on LinkedIn. It was like, was it LinkedIn or was it Instagram? Where it was like uh, famous quotes via Ricky Bias or something. It was
3: like one that. of those. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's we need to ring this. Lucy has a point. All this is going on unchecked. <laughs> we need to have a meeting to figure out our social media strategy. I like it. Though. I thought we already different. had that meeting. No, I was not there. Apparently, because all these things are coming out, and I have no. Do idea you have any you other said. good ones, sir? No, the only other one I see is. The one, the star of our show, Ricky Baez, with me over at Gainesville. There was one I saw. It was yeah. Here we go. The very latest one. It's a picture of you, <laughs> me, and the face.
2: Oh yeah, that one hurt my emotions.
3: Why did it? Then talk to Stacy. That was tough. That talk was to Stacy because it says the brains is the brains. It's tough. me. I'm like that's not really true. The voice is you, and the face is the face. So which we haven't had here in a long time. So, Nudie – oh, whoa, hold on. There's more comments here. Uh, Oh, shit. See, this is what I was afraid of. This is what I was afraid of. What happened? Nudie says, wow, que humilde. Ricky, I love you. Humility said no one ever. Thanks, Nudie. That wasn't me. (laughs) That was the intern, but okay, fine. Uh, And then HR Talk steps in again, the intern Mr. Ricky is the best. Thank you for letting me intern. Do you know when? Do you know when I will let you down? Cuando Colon baje el dedo. I don't get that. I don't get that either. When Colon brings his finger down. Who's Colon? I don't know. I don't know. Christopher Columbus is that what they mean? Cristobal hmm. Colon in Spanish. That's what that means. But I don't Maybe. know. This is weird. I don't know. All right. Hang on. What's does it say again? Um, cuando Colón bajé. And you speak Spanish
2: dedo. too, right?
3: Yeah, but I some of these things I can't. I speak Spanish. I'm have a, a little trouble reading it. Right? I can read it, but not as good as I can read English. Cuando Colón bajé el dedo. I mean, I, I I guess that means when Columbus brings his finger down. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Stacy. we'll talk later. No, it's not a thing. Well, Columbus, it's a thing with us. Yeah, it
2: is. What do you mean?
3: Ah, well, I mean, school teaches one thing about what happened with Christopher Columbus in Puerto Rico, and then outside of school, you figure out other things of what happened with uh, Christopher Columbus in Puerto Rico. That's a whole nother
2: show. That's so what's it? Show. What What are they talking about? Columbus putting his finger down? I
4: have no idea. I don't know. Yeah,
3: I'm clueless as well. Yeah, I I don't know what that means. I don't know. It, it's Maybe I got to talk to Stacy. I got to figure out what's going on there.
4: Yeah, some of this stuff makes no sense.
2: Yeah.
3: Almost as if she doesn't know either, and she went on Google Translate,
4: <laughs> and she just posted it back over.
2: Probably that's probably With what sounds.
3: happened. Yeah,
4: and I, I'm sorry. What, what exactly is the goal um, on Instagram here? What were? What are you going for here,
3: Lucy? You're acting like we have a plan. Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't, don't jump do. down her back. This is the first she actually like talked to you and cared.
3: That is true. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first time she actually cared. Aww. Because so I'm looking,
4: yeah, I can't see a lot, because if you scroll too far, it makes me want um, it, to, it's asking for a login, so I can't go too far. But I'm just looking at a few of these, and I'm just like, what? I'm, these just seem random.
3: They are. Yeah. Well, you know what? We just spent the last 15 minutes talking about them, so I guess uh, they did his job. They got people talking. Well, the, uh, the
2: <laughs> old intern was putting up memes after a while, right, Rick?
3: Yeah, just memes, just left like and right.
2: funny stuff.
3: Yeah. She was doing a good job at it, too. She was, but then the whole thing happened with the face and other things happened and she decided to leave and it is what it is. But now we got a new one. Now we got Stacy. And now we got Lucy. Hopefully Lucy makes a more regular appearance so she can uh decipher our social media strategy. Tell me more Lucy. What else should we do?
4: Oh no 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 no. Look, I'm coming in. <laughs> Like, you should have, I thought you were the brains. What happened? You know, you should have the strategy. Hold on, hold on, hold
3: on. Yeah, what up,
2: brains?
4: Hold on, wait a minute. I did not write that. You see, this is what's going on. Let's go back and
3: talk about the social media platform and editing stuff left and right, putting stuff that's not true. Let's talk about that (laughs) now, (laughs) right? Because, no, I got to talk to her and then figure that piece out. But, hold on, going back to Lucy, though. Lucy, your background, your expertise is in a specific area of HR, right?
4: Benefits, yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say expertise. You know how I feel about that word. And, I know, and but, the
3: word guru. But the more you tell me that you don't like that, the more <laughs> I'm going to do it, Lucy. You know that, right? But, but, but hold on. You've been doing benefits. And, 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 folks, I love everything about HR when it comes to benefits and, payroll, that's, excuse me, benefits and compensation. That's something that eh, I'll let other people handle that. And you handle one of those things. So you are, to me, I know you don't like it, but to me, you are the benefits and Cobra guru. Actually, I think you should open a benefits consultancy firm called Cobra Kai Benefits. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> you heard it here first. Cobra Kai, everybody's dressed in geese. Everybody dresses you as sensei.
2: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Cobra Kai Benefits, your place when you leave.
3: <laughs> you know what? For the people that don't know, really quick, Lucy, what is Cobra? Oh my god, really. Yeah. Come on, make it exciting. You know, I, I
4: love how you I love how you focus on Cobra. I haven't done Cobra like really all on its own in years. And oh. yeah, you still see me as a Cobra administrator. Because it's just such a cool name.
6: <laughs> it's such a cool
3: name. You are the he did it Cobra like 23 expert.
2: years ago, and now she's like <laughs> the person that Yeah,
4: runs. I mean, it's such a minor, I, it's, it, it plays such a minor role in what I do um, today. And he just still is like stuck on, oh, she's, she's a corporate administrator. I'm like, Wanna no, know why? not really. Because
3: every time I have a question about Cobra, I got nobody else to go to but you. I'm like, you know <laughs> way more than me about it.
2: So- All right, let's <laughs> lay the base here. Lucy, what, what is it that you do? Yeah,
4: what do you do? Well, I'm an operations manager, so I basically just oversee the operations of a, a third-party administrator. Um, so, you know everything from, you know, uh, our administration department, claimants department, uh, repricing, just you, making sure everything runs smoothly. You were so
3: excited so. talking about that. <laughs> what operations department? And I do this. Oh, God, well, I seriously! I, I just I make this.
4: sure that everything runs smoothly. So. Okay. Yeah, you know, but, but you, I, I, I mostly do like implementation, so.
3: Of benefits. Yes. Right? So, you know, so for the, for the people who don't know, what is the difference between a self-insured plan and a fully insured plan, because if there's, it, there really is a lot of confusion about that when it comes to benefits, especially if benefits is carved out in any organization. A lot, a lot of our listeners um are obviously in HR, but which as as we continue on with the involvement of that business, the benefits department keeps getting outsourced, so less HR, more HR people know less about insured versus full uh, self insured benefits. So, can you give us a little breakdown on that?
4: Well, I always like to uh, give a simple explanation. Um, So, you know, what we refer to as fully insured is, you know, big companies like Blue Cross and Blue Shield, Cigna, Aetna, Humana. They're, they're companies that already have, um, cookie cutter benefit, um, you know, plans that they basically say, look, these are your choices. You know, you have your HMOs, your PPOs, what have you. Um, but it's basically, look, this is what we have in place. You get to pick from those choices. Whereas, um, self-insured, you know, the client has, uh, more say in that plan design. Um, and also the reason it's called self insurance is because the employer is essentially paying for the claims um, of their employee population.
3: How is that a benefit for the employer? Right? It, how does that cost more or less in the overall compensation structure that they, they offer employees?
2: Excellent question.
4: Well, like I said, they, they have more, more room in plan design. Um, you know, because wow. again, when they're going the the insured uh, way, you, you're basically stuck with however, however they've designed the plan. You, you have little say, if any, uh, on how it's to, you know how it's set up. Whereas self insured, you can kind of you know add or take away benefits, uh, gear it towards what your employees need.
3: So, if you could take a wild guess on how many organizations that offer benefits, what is the percentage mix between self insured and fully insured? Just If, if you were to take a wild guess. Wait, say that again. So if, if, so, with all companies today in America that offer uh, health and welfare benefits, if you was to take a guess on what the mix is, what percentage is self-insured and what percentage is fully insured in America today, what percentage breakdown would that be?
4: Oh, that I don't know. Well, take a guess. Yeah. Dude, I don't. I don't like guessing. <laughs> Come on, you know me. I, I I'm I I do black and white. I don't do gray. I, I don't like to guess.
3: <laughs> okay, got it. So That's you need know, specifics. I get it. No, it, it's I I want to know that because just as as the health in the healthcare industry keeps getting more and more expensive and it keeps rising more than inflation more than what payroll is rising at some point, that gap is going to keep, keep wider and wider and wider. So fast forward 10 years, an organization that's self-insured, if they have to pay, I don't know for a broken finger, whereas 10 years ago, that was five grand. Now it's $35,000 at some point, that's going to affect the bottom line of the organization, right? So that's why I want to see what the makeup is versus fully insured because it's, if you're self-insured, I get you, you have more time, more anonymity and flexibility to, to change what you need to change. But if you change that every year, isn't that going to piss off your employees who rely on those benefits year after year?
4: You know what, believe it or not, some, some companies do that. They change it every year. And yeah, their employees, because we've actually, you know, clients that, that come to us from fully insured to self-insured will get complaints from the clients. Saying, I mean, I'm sorry, not the clients, the, the, employees, the employees saying, same. oh, my God, our, you know, our company changes these benefits every year, um, you know, because also, I mean, I like to think that employers are trying to do the best um, that they can for their employees, yeah. um, but they're also looking for cost-effectiveness, Okay. So, well, I mean, everybody know. does that, right? You know, employers
3: yeah. do, employees do, yeah. and you do as well, right? Because we will have to be efficient with the tools that we have. So what, in your experience, and I know you hate this because you're like, why is he asking me questions? And, I, know. And no, I love this. I love this. So in your experience, what is the one unique benefit? that you have seen a client provide that is so unique that no other organization provides. So you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty progressive. I mean, do so you got medical dental vision? Is there a pet benefit? Is there a, just a foot benefit or a car benefit, anything out there that's unique and, and, and weird that really captures the attention?
4: Um, no, not, I mean, not weird. Um, what I don't see too often are plans offering um, Benefits for alternative treatments, you know, like, um, you know, like massage therapy or um, acupuncture, I don't see that too often. So when what? I do, you know, when a plan does offer it, you know, I'm like, oh, whoa, you know, whoa,
3: whoa, 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 there's benefit plans that cover massage therapy?
4: Yeah. As a necessity or as a... Legitimate? No, no, no. Again, these are alternative treatments. Oh, So, wow. you know, it's just something that they offer. It could be that maybe, I don't know, maybe they had a some kind of a survey where they said, hey, you know, what kind of benefits would you, yeah. you know, like to utilize? I have no idea.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, out of about a year and a half ago, we had somebody on the show. His name was Aaron LeClaire. And this the second time we mentioned him, J.C., we got to bring him back in. And he had this company, I have to look, I think it's called TAB, T-A-B. And what he does is he, he is a benefit provider for organization, but he specializes in travel. So his thing is, is that instead, I don't know if you remember 20 years ago, uh, companies had the Christmas club where you get to take money out of your paycheck, put it into a Christmas account, I guess. And then that way you've got money for uh, Christmas at the end of the year. So he's using that same concept, almost like a 401K, where you can get money taken out of your paycheck and put into an account, and that money is used for you to take time off. So he's really big on you taking a mental break, you taking a vacation, and he put a, he's offering a program to where organizations can offer this benefit as part of a total compensation package. And you take money out of your paycheck. I don't remember if it's pre or post or, uh, or after tax. It would be awesome if it was pre-tax. I doubt it. Uh, but at the end of the year, when you're ready or at the end of the term, when you're ready to take a vacation, you're able to do it. Because what a lot of people do, because either they don't have time or they don't have the money they didn't budget properly to go on vacation, they don't take their vacation. And then many companies don't allow vacation hours to roll over. So that gets lost. And then it, it, it's if you have that money out there where the only reason you can do it is for vacation, it kind of forces you to do so because you don't want to lose that money. Right. So it kind of forces you to take that time. So I didn't know if um, if you've seen any or any other organization offering something that innovative and that outside of the box thinking.
4: No, Mm-mm. no. Would no. you
3: would you take advantage of a benefit like
4: that? Hmm. I don't know. You like to travel. I've seen you travel. Yeah, but I don't travel. I don't travel as often as I would like to.
3: Well, it's so for for people that don't know, Lucy and I go way back. And I mean, way back to high school. Lucy and I met back in high school a long time ago. And then she and I worked together, believe it or not, at Universal Studios at Back to the Future.
2: Hang on a second, though. Did she try to convince you to, like, bribe the uh, security guard at school? Like in your
3: no, story? No, no, no. She did not. She did.
2: <laughs> she wasn't did... part of that scene. No,
3: no, no, no. She did not. She didn't skip school. Lucy was a uh, Lucy was a straight A student, right? Yes, I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was out cutting class my senior year. Juicy and Lucy's just right there, just hitting the books, <laughs> hitting the books. Yeah. And then uh, we worked together at Bath to the Future. And I went to the Marine Corps, came back, and she just happened to land in HR, and so did I, and it wasn't even planned. Lucy and Ricky, Ricky and Lucy. Boy, every time, every time, every time I introduce you, like, oh, you know, like I love Lucy. Yeah, I never heard that shit before. I, I get uh, yeah. that all the time as well. Yeah, I know, I know. Actually, we had a call a few. Actually, the call you and I had with that potential client uh, mm-hmm. uh, about a week ago. I'm surprised he didn't bring it up. <laughs> I was waiting on him to bring it up, but he didn't. Anyway, um, all right. So, Lucy, how long have you been doing that?
4: Doing what? These specific, men. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How long have you been in the benefits space in HR benefits? Oh God, space? um, uh, it's twenty plus years. Twenty plus years. Did you pick that, or you you just land there? No,
4: I. It,
3: you know, if I fell into it. Yeah, I think we all do. Okay. Yeah and you're still doing it, and you're still my go-to Cobra person and benefits. I know you said you haven't done Cobra in a while, but whenever I got the question, I'm sorry, I'm giving you a call. Because you don't want to know why. Uh, and, and for everybody listening, this is a good, a good thing to have. You need to have this relationship. But even though she doesn't have the, have the answers right away, the key phrase is there right away. Because eventually she will, because you are a hell of a researcher. And yep. all I know is that you start typing in that Google box. Next thing you know, five minutes later, you have a whole dissertation that somebody did that was already vetted by a peer review. And I know is 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 legit information.
4: Well, it's not just Google. You make it sound like I Google
6: everything. <laughs> <laughs> you do, actually.
4: <laughs> that you it, but you're right. I don't like to. And I, I do the same thing with clients. I don't like to say I don't know. I simply mm-hmm. say, you know what, um, I don't have an answer for you right this second, but I definitely will research this for you and uh, get back to you. And you do a good job. And I don't just Google. I do, have, <laughs> I do have resources that I go to, um, you know. That you do, because
3: you're always calling me too. You're, yep. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, know... you're my employee relations <laughs> guy. Here's, here's the funny part, because when other people, when um, uh, like a student, when a student has a, a, a question or a concern, they text me, hey, professor, how's it going? Oh, everything's great. Okay, good. Look, hey, I got this question. What do you think? All right, no problem. And I help them out. Everybody does that except Lucy. Lucy goes, mira, call me. <laughs> That's it. Oh my, I'm just, just mirroring you. You
4: do the same thing to me.
3: <laughs> yeah, just mira, call me. And it could be I could be on a conference call, and if I don't answer within two minutes, mira, 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 call me. Call me. I'm like, what are you doing? You're so impatient, woman. <laughs> but I do the same thing to you. It's okay. Yes. All right. All right so bringing it back, I know um, you don't like to be put on the spot, but I, I, I really do want the audience to know who you are because you're going to be and a huge part of the show going forward. I don't know if you knew that or not, but now you do. Uh, as as Lucy, the intern, executive producer, Lucy. She's so- not an
2: intern. She's so much more. She is so, so much, much more.
4: more. Yeah. Thank you.
3: See, there you go. See, look. The voice has spoken. Literally the voice, because I can't see him now. He's on pause. What are you looking up, man?
2: I'm, I'm not.
3: Oh, because your face looks on pause. It's okay. All right. All right. So, so Lucy, I just wanted everybody to know um, who you are, what you do, and where you come from, and what kind of credibility you have. But you have taken um, some certification courses for benefits, right? You are certified mm-hmm. in benefits.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The SHRM CP. No, but the oh, the, oh okay CEEBS. you're talking about the benefits itself yeah. um yeah i was working on my my siebes but you know that takes forever i mean there's um yeah there's several classes you have to take and it, it takes a while to get that one um,
3: what does SEEB stands for so,
4: uh certified employee benefit specialist got it yeah yeah i thought about going yeah that, for that that's one, like but... every benefit it's just mm-hmm. across the board
3: is that is that certification relevant today
4: you know what? Is any certification relevant, really? That's a good point. Um, <laughs> no, that's a good
3: point. You're right. That is a really good point. It's not. <laughs> but
4: you know what? But you, you need these certifications. Um, you know, people, you know, place importance on them. It's, it, it, you know, people see a certification. They're like, oh, okay, this person knows what they're talking about, you know, especially when when they specialized in a certain area. So uh, whether I feel it's relevant or not, you know, I, I feel like I need it to show, like, look, I know what I'm talking about.
3: I got you. All right, well, yeah, I mean that. I mean, I guess that's what every other benefit is. Uh, I'm, sorry, every, other benefit, every other certification does as well. With C, do you have to recertify every three years, like like you do with the other HR certifications?
4: Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do need to oh, recertify. Yeah, because yeah, you need. Yeah, right now, I'm recertifying my SHRM CP right now. Oh, you're doing that? Yep. That's cool. Okay,
2: Ricky, you just let yours lapse, right?
4: Um,
3: I did
2: your SCP. Yep,
4: I did. Yeah, Why? I, don't, I don't
3: see a reason to have two of them, and i I have I like HRCI better. Um, I like what they provide, and I've had them longer, right? And I just don't see the need for having two different certifications from two different organizations and pay the same money uh, every three years just to get those. It's, it's I think one is enough to be honest. So yeah, because because I'm recertifying from an HRCI here in September. Which uh, I got to get all my credits in, which I got. I just got to put them all together. But yeah, it, it's I, I don't see the need to have way too many post-nominals. JC already made enough fun of me of that because <laughs> I did have quite a bit.
2: Oh come on! I wasn't trying to get you to like stop your life, cause it No, come on. Oh, I want you to have more.
3: <laughs> did Did you change your mic? You sound different. What'd you do? Nothing. Really. <laughs>
2: You sound really
3: yeah. different now since the beginning of the show.
4: Yeah, okay. why can't we? Why can't we see you?
3: Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, we can't see you now.
2: Well, I'm still here.
3: Yeah, we can't see you. It just sounds different. It sounds weird. Okay. Either way, so Lucy, I want your input on this one, right? Because I do have. Actually, I do have. I think JC, we're at the point of the show where it's time to do the current events. So, but I want Lucy. I'm going to read it off, and I want Lu- I want Lucy to get first dibs at, uh, at to see what she has to say about it. So hold on. Deal. Uh, all right. Deal. So let's do this. Here we go.
6: It's time for current events.
3: All right. It is that time for current events, and your cur- today's current events is brought to you by Lucy. If you don't know Lucy... You do now. Thank you, Lucy, for sponsoring this event. <laughs> so no so here is the first story that we have, and this this comes from HR Drive and as EEOC resumes issuing charge closure documents, right to sue. Notices. So, the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission (EEOC) has resumed issuing those charge documents, ending a temporary suspension due to COVID-19 pandemic. The agency announced on August 3rd. So, on March 21st, the EEOC announced it would temporarily suspend those those um, uh, documents unless charging parties request them. In the August 3rd statement, the agency said staff have begun reviewing charge resolutions recommendations and will begin issuing right to sue notices for charges. The EEOC will issue notices beginning with the charge that were held in suspense, uh, the longest, got it. Uh, and all right to sue notices will be issued by mail. The 90-day deadline from receipt to a right to sue notice by which a charging party must typically file a lawsuit has not been changed, the EEOC said. So, Lucy, at the end of the day, what it's saying is, after you go through an investigation to find out if the organization did or didn't do something wrong, because the the uh, complainant does get a right to sue letter, whether they did the claimant, the um, uh, company did something wrong or not. But the whole point of the right to sue letter is to show that the due process was conducted. The EEOC has made a decision, but you still do have the right to get an attorney. An attorney cannot sue or proceed without this document. But what this says is that because of the COVID-19 pandemic, that whole process has stopped. Any thoughts on that, Lucy? Lucy?
4: No i mean a lot of uh, a lot of things have basically stopped or have been uh, like grace periods and such have been extended because of this whole pandemic so i mean that's doesn't seem you know
3: unheard of uh, God, it does to me it's it's kind of odd to me though right because what if what if it was a really bad sexual harassment uh investigation and you know what maybe the eEOC did not find there was any cause, but just because there's no cause, it doesn't mean that things didn't happen. There just wasn't enough evidence to prove it, right? But let's say Uh that was the case. And now this victim cannot proceed forward until after this COVID-19 stuff happens. So now they're still being harassed through all this time and they have to wait to actually get their day in court or actually get an attorney. Now, of course they can ask for one, right? You know, if, if, if they want to, but in general, everything was put on hold. And it's going to come back here in just a bit. So that's why, to me, I thought of this being, Ugh, I don't know about that. Because,
4: it wasn't, I mean, maybe I am i didn't hear correctly, but didn't they say if, if, unless requested?
3: Unless requested, that is correct,
4: right? So, so if it was a situation like that, I mean, I would think that would get requested.
3: But if that's the case, why did it stop to begin with? Because people were concerned about this COVID-19. So I guess they're leaving it up to the... Uh, the complainant to say, uh, to me, this is ser- serious enough to, I guess, go through the proceedings that will stop this whole COVID-19 thing. But, yeah, they can request it, but I just don't understand why, why they would take such drastic measures if everything is done behind the scenes anyway, right? It's not like they have to meet in person. You can always meet via Zoom. Actually, court proceedings today are meeting via Zoom. Attorneys, everything's done uh, via teleconference. Hmm. hmm got it uh-huh. jc <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow yeah wow you guys <laughs> this is some are, deep responses this is some deep re- i i am loving this i am loving this. i am uh, i'm gonna
2: reserve my comment on this one for another time
3: okay i gotcha dude you're coming in hot man i don't know what changed but you're you are coming in really hot right
2: now Sorry, I'll talk quieter. No, it's Is that okay. better?
3: It's quite all right. It's no problem. We're all right.
2: Getting, getting, yeah. You can still hear me, though, right I now. I can
3: still hear you. Yeah, you're just not coming Fine, in good. as hot.
2: Okay. Yeah, something's weird. Something something changed. It I, did. I am having internet problems right now. Oh. I apologize.
3: No, it's okay. It's quite all right. No problem. All right, so the next story that I have, COVID-19's impact on COBRA and your bottom line. This is from modernhealthcare.com. This was put out on July 30th of this year. So the
2: potential. And Ricky. Yes. Ricky, you're, you're not talking about the commander, right?
3: The commander?
2: Uh, yeah, the Cobra commander. You're not talking no, no, about no,
3: no, no. I'm not talking about Cobra commander. No, no, no. I'm talking about Got it. the Cobra as far as, I mean, I don't know why oh, no, modern health Oh, you mean,
2: yeah. you mean the only thing you thought Lucy did? Got
3: it. Yeah, the only thing I thought Lucy did, I am not and sure. And then he keeps it. and he keeps
4: bringing up. Go yes, on, please. Yes,
3: I will. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, because to me, you are the guru. the uh-huh. po- The potential loss of health of health insurance is just one of the challenges arising out of the spread of COVID nineteen, but it also one can have an impact on multiple areas in a person's life: physical, financial, and emotional. With 40 million Americans having filed for unemployment benefits as a result of the pandemic, there has been a corresponding spike in numerous of those facing potential health insurance crisis. Now, here's the thing for those of you that don't know what COBRA, which was put into place in 1985, if you lose your benefits, you lose your job, whatever the case may be, you are able the law says that the organization who was giving you those benefits now have to give you the opportunity to continue those benefits at a much different rate. And you could get those benefits up to 18 months after the change of the job status. And Lucy, it gets pretty expensive, right? It's 102% of the actual cost.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people, um, because, you know, I used to get this a lot, most people don't realize how much their premiums are, because, you know, the employer sometimes um, will cover most of the premium, if not all. And so you don't really see the true cost of your health care until Cobra <laughs> kicks in. And you're yeah. like, Whoa.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's true. But, but but you know what? Somebody who doesn't really use their benefits to them it's a sticker shock. Right.
4: Yes. But mm-hmm.
3: to somebody who needs thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month in treatment and care and prescription drugs paying that 102%. Yeah. It's more than before. It's still less than paying $50,000 a month oh, yeah. for Yeah. So, Yeah, it gets pretty out. And again, it goes back to that self-insured plan. If somebody has to spend $50,000 a month for health care, you know, or they need $50,000 a month in health care, an organization must really rethink their strategy of, well, we have a lot of unhealthy people, so maybe um, health, uh, self-insured health plans is not the best way to go.
4: Well, I mean, it's not just about um, self-insured. I mean, that's just uh, maybe ramping up your wellness plan, uh, getting people to, you know, um, be more active in their preventive uh, care.
3: Yeah, but, but you got to be careful with Good that, point. right? Yeah, but because here's the thing. If I say, if, if I'm a business owner and I say, all right, I'm going to go ahead and I have to make a decision on whether I want to offer a self-insured plan or a fully insured plan. In order for me to make that decision, I have to know how each one is going to cost. And for me to find out how much a self insurance plan is going to cost, I have to ask some really private questions about the health and welfare of my employees, right?
4: You have to be careful with that. Um, but I mean, yeah, you have to know your fixed costs, yeah. right? Um, those are pretty easy to make out, but your claims experience is an entirely different thing. Um, and, and again, it's difficult to say when you're coming, you're coming from a, a commercial plan to a self-insured plan because, um, you know, commercial plans don't really share uh, that kind of information with you. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Employers seem to um, – they have ways of, of, of getting information um, yeah. to kind of, you know, guess what that uh, claims experience is going to look like.
3: But that's going back to what you said as far as the um, uh, uh, just knowing – putting together a plan so people can get healthier, health and welfare plan so Mm -hmm. they can actually either get blood tests done so they can see what their um, uh, levels are at and actually pay for gym memberships because even that's, overall less expensive if people do use it and get healthier that still is overall less expensive than paying all those monies a month especially if you get diabetes something that you yeah, really well, need some kind of thing well or there.
2: or one of these covid tests that you have to take now ah. you know up in up in new york ah. state um students are being required to take a covid test before they report back to the schools but you can't get a covid test unless you're like you self attest and claim to being sick and possibly exposed to covid Oh. And your doctor won't write a prescription to get it. So then you have to file the proper paperwork to go into a separate bid-in list, at which point you may not even be uh, given the opportunity to go take the test. And then to that, if you want to pay out of pocket to take a test, it's like $1,000. Wait,
3: wait, wait. In the state of New York, you have to pay for a COVID test?
2: No. It's fully covered by the state, but then you fall into different buckets and bins. So you, if you're not sick, you have to and you don't want to be on a waiting list for like three to four months, you have to make the attestation that you feel that you've been exposed so they can count you as a number to uh, then pay for the test so you get the test it. to yeah. prove that you don't have it. I
3: got
2: you. Wow. Which is total garbage, actually, when you think about it, but that's neither here nor there.
3: And you said that you need a doctor and need to write a script for that, so you got to get a referral?
2: Yeah, so depending where you go, a doctor would need to write a script for it. But doctors won't write scripts for it. So it's this continual like loop that goes round and round all the way down to the point where, like, okay, well, you could just pay for it out of pocket for a grand. It's like, no, (laughs) no, I'm not snipe hunting, you know? A thousand dollars.
3: A thousand dollars for a COVID
2: test. The whole thing is just a massive money racket right now. It's really what it is. Yeah, it is.
3: I know. Trust
2: me. I'm not saying that the virus isn't real. Okay. We all know the virus is real. real. But. Come on, man. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's um, it's the more the deeper you go down that rabbit hole, the more bizarre it gets, especially right now. It, it's it, JC up in New York State. When does school start for you guys?
2: Uh, September at some point.
3: Oh, so you still don't have a date? No, yeah. no. we start tomorrow.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Happy first day of school, right? Yep.
3: We start tomorrow. And uh, my kid, we had an option. Either uh, he can go in person full time or a hybrid model where he goes in person on Mondays and Fridays and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is from home or from home full time. And we had to make a decision two weeks ago. So we opted to just stay home full time. I, I got the studio set up. Everything's already set up. And it's just easier. I work from home, so it's just just easier that way. Um, But they've changed that goalpost several times. It was supposed to be the 24th and then the 17th, and then we weren't going to start at all, and it was just a hot, hot mess. And this will lead a lot of people out there really angry at the the Department of Education for Florida, especially Orange County uh, School Board. Because they, they look like they don't know what's going on and they're attributed to poor leadership. And what I'm telling people is give them a break. They're dealing with this and they're managing this just as much as we are. So just how we're lost, it's, I just don't know why we depend so much on the school board to have all these answers. If this hit them blindly, the same thing as us. And if we don't have the answers, how should we expect them to have the answers? So just give them a break. They're figuring it out the best way they can. So everybody, at least in Orange County, starts school tomorrow. And if you are one of the students that you are this, you, 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 your family decided that you are going to go uh, live in-person classes, you don't start till about a week or two weeks later. But everybody is starting tomorrow so they can use to, get used to the online format. And this is actually pretty smart. Just in case two months down the road – this thing gets worse, and they have to cancel all in-person classes and bring everybody back to teach from or to learn from home. If we do that, then the then the students already had exposure on how the launch pad works and how the technology works, and there's not going to be that much of a big skip in their uh, education. Yeah, we went down the deep down the rabbit hole there, but yeah, it's a uh, it's really big news down here. I didn't know that in New York it was that. Out there, so you guys are not being given the option of of uh, of going of uh, schooling from home.
2: You're gonna have a chance to choose if you're gonna be at school, at home, a hybrid model, of something in between. I I have no idea what's happening wow. right now. Wow, dude.
3: Okay. All right. Well, that's a whole another show. But guess what? It's time for.
2: I don't know, huh? It's okay. I'll show you right now. You said you were asking Lucy first.
3: I'm asking you.
6: It's time for Florida Man Story.
3: All right. Now we have Florida Man Story which because a Florida man is reading this story, it's not going to be a actual Florida man story. Actually, this one is out of Mississippi, which might as well be a Florida man story. This one... (laughs) So this one comes from the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, also known as ICE. So you can find this on ICE.gov. This was published on August 6, 2020. Managers, supervisors, human resources, personnel indicted for crimes stemming from the largest single-state worksite enforcement action in the nation's history. Lucy, listen to this. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I get to see your face.
6: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so... The results of this ongoing criminal investigation illustrates the importance of strong interior enforcement. The arrests made last year pursuant to U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement execution of more than a dozen search warrants have thus far yielded 126 indictments, 117 criminal arrests, and 73 convictions. In total, more than 403 individuals falsified social security information in order to gain illegal employment in the United States, said uh, the administrator. Companies who intentionally or knowingly base their business models on illegal workforce deprive law-abiding citizens and lawful immigrants of employment opportunities, which are especially critical to our economy, Looks for no as our economy uh, looks for, to recover from the challenges faced by the COVID-19 pandemic. So at the end of the day, What's happening here is they did a, large, a huge investigation in Mississippi in several organizations where you have HR people, you've had leaders who, would, um, who knowingly would hire illegal immigrants knowing that they gave false information and they still went through it anyway. So obviously what, what I would expect the federal government would investigate. But I, I guess here's my question. My question with this one is, and Lucy, I'm looking for your input on this. My question with this one is if you have an illegal immigrant that submits a fake social security number and that fake social security number goes through and they're actually able to gain uh, employment, yes, the leaders who knew that was happening in the organization, they should be held accountable. But shouldn't there be any processes in place for the federal government to say, hey, hold up! This is not a good social security number. Let's stop this. So, it's to me. I think there should be some checks and balances behind the scenes, right?
4: I agree, there should be, but let's be honest. There often, oftentimes, there isn't. But how how would I know that that was not a valid social?
3: Well, if you submit it, right. So once you take that information, because you do have to pay taxes, right. So right. if that social security number isn't real because look, I work for an organization where we have people who have fake social security numbers. And for, for years they've been working, filing tax returns. At some point, a flag has to come up and say, this is not a real person. This social doesn't exist. Where are these taxes being charged to where these taxes being paid from? So there has to be something behind the scenes. So that leads me to believe, I mean, yeah, there's loopholes everywhere, but I would think they would have a better system in place to catch it yeah let's hold the the managers accountable but who's holding the the federal government accountable for the for this faulty process well,
4: yeah i agree um hmm. yeah because i mean unless unless uh they flagged it i mean i i, I mean unless the employee <laughs> just came out and said hey this is really isn't my social like you know i kind of yeah. bought it i i don't see how i would know
3: no well you know what so i um uh I'm not gonna say the name of the company, but I used to work for a company many, 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 many moons ago, where they had uh, a place of employment out west, Midwest, and uh, somebody called me because they wanted to uh, change their social security number. They wanted to update it.
4: Okay, that would be a flag. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you think? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and when they called me and they told me about it, you know, I I, I found that pretty interesting, um, and I'm like, oh, okay why do you have to change your social security number? And the guy tells me, well, because my old one expired. I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Who told you, (laughs) who told you that these things expire?" Oh, the guy that sold it to me. Oh God. I'm like, Oh, awesome. Who was that? Oh, Carlos, he works for me. Want to talk to him? You know what? Please let me talk to Carlos, so I talked to Carlos, and I'm like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I work for so-and-so, and, and here's what's going on. And where did you get this information? Oh, well, my boss sold it to me. Next thing you know, I go down this deep rabbit hole, and we had to let go about 70% of the staff in that specific area.
4: Oh, my God. It, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Look, it, it's, I'll, be the, I'll be the first person to say that our, our immigration system needs some help. It really does, right? And uh, But, man, we got to have some better – we need to have some better checks and balances to make sure that these things are caught early enough. Because right? it really – I've seen firsthand how easy it is to find a social, and I don't know how they created that it passes the system, um, to go ahead and send it to the system. And this guy for 15 years – I think it was 15 years he's been working for that organization. And now he finally. So, what kind of taxes have been being paid for fifteen years? I I don't know. And hopefully, a tax attorney is listening and they're able to uh, to uh, let me know. But anyway, that is the Mississippi man story. And I think we are at a point. We are an hour and forty minutes. Wow. This is the point where I think we should just shut down. Everybody, go back and enjoy their um, their uh, their Sundays. But before we do, Lucy, I want to give the floor to you. I want to go ahead and just give you just thirty seconds, and you give me some final thoughts about today's show. Final thoughts about what you want the audience to know about the all and powerful, mighty Lucy, the the benefits and Cobra Guru, who is about to open the first. Cobra Benefits Kai or, or Benefits Cobra Kai Consultancy Company. Lucy, the floor is yours. Any final thoughts?
4: My final thoughts are that I strongly dislike you. <laughs> and, um,.
6: I, love I apologize to
4: anyone who's listening to this no, um, because okay. ricky just loves to do this to me he likes to spring things on me he like he knows that i i like to plan ahead i like to know <laughs> what you know what's coming yeah. and so yeah i am so not prepared for any of this <laughs> yes. this whole entire podcast has been completely random <laughs> And, you know, Ricky just pulling things, you know, well, you you know how to wear. And I I have no words. I can't even recap on what we spoke about because it was so random. Because
3: I did it on purpose for you because I know how much you love to be in charge of things. And you know what? Again, folks, Lucy and I go way back. And by the way, we lost JC. Uh, he texted yeah, me. Yeah, I saw lost that. Him. Yeah, yeah, we lost him. So it's just you and me right now. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, you and I go way back. But you know what, Lucy? You know, I've always pushed you. You know, I've always pushed you. Not physically. I mean, if I did. Yeah, you, you have, man. That ass. time you just tripped me. I, I really have, yeah. Well, well, I mean, mentally too, right? <laughs> right, right, so right, I've always pushed you. And, and one of the things that, that I do enjoy about you and I always working together is that you allow me to do so. Right, because you you are yeah, because you know what, you are in your own shell. And one of the things I like to do, I like to push people out of their comfort zone to do bigger and better things. I even try to get you to do disrupt HR Orlando. You're like, hell no! you even been threatening. Yeah, you that's not
4: time. happening. Yeah, didn't yeah you did Yeah, I did threaten you, you yeah, didn't, yeah, you didn't did, I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Folks, I swear to God, we love each other. We're like brothers and <laughs> sisters. <laughs> so, no, but you know what? Yeah, I did do that on purpose because I like to give you a hard time. But you know what? At the end of the day, um, I know you're saying you're not the guru, but you are to me, right? So I trust nobody else uh, with the information that I need. So I I go with you, for you, because I know you're not going it, to – It's to use one of my uh, topics – you know what? I'm not going to say it because I do have a topic that I'm going to use – um, in my HR Florida presentation and I, I, I don't want to give it away but I I like to give you the opportunity to really showcase your skills regardless on how you feel, how comfortable you feel about it because again, that's just pushing you to do better and it's pushing you to come out of your shell and, 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 and folks if you can see how she's looking at me right now <laughs> if looks could kill her trial is coming up in a month
4: I, <laughs> I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but folks, what what he hasn't explained is that I I get such you know stage fright, if you will, that my mind goes blank. I mean, that's why you get those moments of a, uh, yeah, that. But it
3: hasn't. This show, you've been doing pretty good so far.
4: Well, because I'm telling myself I'm only talking to you and Jim. I'm I'm telling myself we're not actually on the air of anything, and, uh, <laughs> and we're just we're just you know shooting the breeze. That's what I'm telling myself. Basically, uh, lying to myself. Oh
3: well, no, you're not lying. Come on, dude. Come on. I get what you're saying, but it's okay. It's all
4: right. All right. So so any
3: still no final thoughts? Nothing.
2: Well,
4: I think like that I was said, a, that was what a, thoughts could I possibly give you? That was a completely random podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's there were so many topics. I mean, could you even, I don't even know that we're, we're topics. You just went from one thing to the next.
3: Well, I didn't tell you about it on purpose, but it's okay. It's all right. But yeah. those would be your final thoughts. You know, my final thought. actually, I'll tell you JC's final thoughts is this. That's right, nothing, because his internet <laughs> connection sucks. <laughs> And he dropped, which is perfectly okay. No problem. But look, my 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 final thoughts is at the end of the day, um, it's this whole pandemic is driving a lot of people crazy. So with the whole Ellen thing, with the whole cancer culture thing, and I know we kind of made a heart left because I wasn't really planning about talking about you and Cobra, but I felt the audience need, needed to know about your expertise. But – Folks, at the end of the day, look, everybody's dealing with this thing the best way they can. And whether you're an HR person, whether you're an employee, whether you're a business leader, it doesn't matter. You, you're you still a human being. I know Jim uh, talks about the uh, the uh, uh, human beings, but human beings. And we still have to be cordial with each other. We have to be respectful to each other. And as long as we stick to that, it doesn't matter what life throws at us. We will be able to handle it. So, With that said, those are my final thoughts. Um, Actually, Siri has a couple of things that she wants to say. Hold on one second. Siri, oh, I thought I had it. Dang it, dang it, dang it. So Siri is going to let you some of the best ways that you can reach us here at HR Talk.
0: We are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Tinder, just look for the face. Just kidding. We are not on Tinder. But if you go to any of those platforms, you'll find us easy. Just look for the face. Also, if you like the show, do Ricky and JC a little favor. Go to your favorite podcast platform and give them a like. Go on social media and give them a like. Just go out and like them already. Yes, they are very superficial.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the show today. We are very superficial. From the executive producer, Lucy, a.k.a. the Benefits Queen, a.k.a. the Cobra Kai Master, and JC from his extremely unreliable internet service in Buffalo, New York. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tolerating our banter. HR Florida is coming up 2020 in a couple of weeks at the end of the month, August 30th. Uh, HRfloridaConference.org tickets are still available. We will be there live. I'll be presenting. JC's going to be doing his thing. We're just going to have a good time. But find us there. Until then, thank you for listening. Drive safe. Good night.